here's the rule. If someone is telling you something that would make their life more difficult to tell you, then it's probably true. We'll say all sorts of things in service of our pitch, right? What's the pitch in dating? For a lot of guys, what's the pitch? The pitch is, I would like to sleep with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right? a pitch. That's, that's what I'd true. like to yeah. happen. I'd like for us to sleep together. And if I like you enough, I'd like for us to uh, have something more or whatever. But right now we're on a date. I find you attractive. So anything someone says that helps their pitch we don't know enough right now. All we know is we don't know enough to distrust them either. All we know is that just that, you know, I, I could take at face value what you're telling me right now, but that doesn't mean that after one day I'd make a whole bunch of decisions in my life based on this moment. I, I take you at your word right now, but I'll also see how this unfolds and whether it goes in that direction. And by the way, that's generally general principle for anything, right? But if someone is telling you something that isn't good for their pitch, that means it took some effort to say. That means it really took a lot of, you know, act, what Sean Aker calls activation energy and the happiness advantage. It takes a lot of activation energy to do that. At the end of a pharmaceutical ad, no pharmaceutical company wants to put all of those disclaimers, you know, such and such that we've just, you know, shown you pictures. Of, we've just shown you footage of old people skipping around a meadow, able to run and jump and dance and sing again. Uh, but also reminder, this may make, make you so depressed, you'll kill yourself, <laughs> yeah. right? No one wants to put that part in the ad. If they had the choice, <laughs> they wouldn't put that in the ad. So you know the part you can trust, if nothing else. I may not be able to trust everything you're saying this drug can do, but what I can trust <laughs> is these side effects that you're saying it might give me. I know that because you didn't want to tell me that, and you told me that. So when a guy on a date says, I'm not looking for anything serious, you can trust that he's either... I definitely not looking for something serious or he thinks that there's a very good chance that he's going to end up hurting you mm -hmm. because he's done it a bunch of times in the past and he's kind of sick of being called the villain for leading people on. And so now he's establishing very quickly, I want to see you again. And by the way, that doesn't make him a bad person. What? It makes him more honest than most. But it, when he says that, he's saying, I don't want to be the villain again. And I don't want you to keep going thinking this is going to go somewhere. So just so you know, probably it's not. When he says that, you can trust it because it doesn't help him sleep with you. <laughs> it true. doesn't make it more likely you're going to sleep with him tonight when he says, I probably won't call. So those things, when someone says something that hurts their pitch, that hurts their motives, that hurts their end game, you can believe that part. That's so strong. Oh my God. I love that so much. Um, give me a couple of the things that you can trust that a guy does or signals that a guy does that shows you they actually do like you. Well, you can look, how much is this person truly interested in me? Are they asking me, are they genuinely curious about me, 
my values, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm into. Because that's a sign not only that he's taking the emphasis off of himself. It's easy. You, any, anyone who's achieved anything can sit there and talk about all of they've achieved and reel off their stories mm-hmm. about how, you know, this hard time in my life and this thing and that thing. That's not a bad thing, but it doesn't tell you that they're genuinely curious about you. And when someone has real intention in dating, they are looking for a real match. They're not looking for you to be, imp- they want you to be impressed, of course. I got secured the deal. I got to land the account. <laughs> but is it the right account? Yeah. Do I actually want this person? Is this the right person for a relationship? When someone is being intentional about dating, they are asking intentional questions about who you are and what you're all about because they're trying to figure out, is that I'm trying to use my time wisely right now. Is this someone I want to invest more in? So that's one of the things to look for if you're looking for someone intentional. Right. Um, and, and again, look for those moments where someone actually invests. Are they willing to come to my part of town? Mm. Or is it always about coming to, is it always the thing with the lowest activation energy for them? Are they making any kind of a sacrifice? Is the, is the effort equal? When I look at our text message chains, you know, are they, are they actually equal or is it, or am I in the blue where (laughs) it's like big chunks of blue and then a little line of gray where they gave me a quick response. You have to look at these things because these are the things that tell you, you know, Oh, there's, there's a genuine back and forth of investment. Yeah. Oh God. I so wish I would have found you when I was 16. Cause I was definitely that person that would go on a date and say, Oh, he said he liked me. He said he was going to call me back. So I would just take them for, for their word. Yeah. And I love you did a post where you laid out like, look, if they want to go to the movies after sex, it means they're interested. <laughs> if they call you when they've had a shitty day and they call you to tell you about yeah. their day. Yeah. But also reading into, okay, going back to even what you said right at the beginning, does their actions align with their words? And as you say, it's not, it's not about like we have this, we have this real idea of like heroes and villains that we need to let go of that it's not it's not about that it's just there are some really terrible guys out there there are but a lot of people they're not their intentions aren't bad they're just different from yours and one of the mistakes i see people make a lot like i don't think men have a reputation for being liars i think most, some men are pathological liars and a lot of men aren't liars. They're just great avoiders. Mm. They, they don't bring up the thing that's mm. unhelpful to bring up. They don't bring up the thing that's inconvenient or that would be painful to have a conversation about. And the reason I make that distinction is because a liar, you'll ask them a question and they'll tell you a lie. An avoider will avoid the conversation. But when you ask the question, you'll often get truth. And so people have to be brave enough. And, and this is for anyone, but if we're talking about women, women have to be brave enough to ask questions that they're afraid of the answers to. But your fear of the answer is going to put you in the way of so much more pain than the pain of the answer you're afraid of. Because now you have a woman who's a year in, two years in, three years in, 
and continuing with this situation that is meeting some needs, but not nearly enough to feed her soul, to make her happy, to, to nourish her. And she's now not asking the question anymore because it becomes higher and higher stakes. It gets more and more scary to ask because the answer might now show me the last three years of my life were energy misdirected towards a person who shouldn't have had that energy. And he's not having the conversation because, I mean, it's easier for him not to, right? And he can claim ignorance because mm-hmm. she's not asking me and I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything technically wrong. I'm, I don't see us as long-term. I don't see us as ever having a family. I don't see us as ever moving in together. I don't see this as the great relationship of my life. But she's not asking. So let's just keep enjoying ourselves, right? So you, you now have this complicit kind of toxic situation between two people. And it may not be toxic in the sense that they're butting heads or that they're having a bad time. They could be having the best time ever. And that's the problem. They're having the greatest time. And that's fine. You can just have a great time. But when you know that you're telling yourself you're having a great time, but there is deep insecurity in you, because ultimately you have no idea if this is re- if you two are actually on the same path here. Now you begin conning yourself. And now that great time that you have and that connection that you have, the stage two, mm-hmm. that becomes the great kind of the blanket we put over everything to hide what's underneath, which is that you and I have very different ideas about where this is going. I want a family and you don't. I know I want to marry you and you are seeing this as just something nice for this point in your life. We have to have the courage to ask those difficult questions, to say to someone, and it doesn't have to be aggressive. It could be very loving, can be extremely compassionate, extremely kind, how do you see this? You know, I really like you. Or, you know I love you. You know I'm in love with you. And that makes me excited about what we could have, but not if we're not on the same page. Where, you know, where do you stand with it? Or if it's earlier in dating and you're trying to figure out, you know, you don't even know if you're exclusive or not. Hey, I really like you and I want to give my attention to you. I have other people asking me out and right now I don't really know what to tell them. And I don't mean to make things heavy, but I just want to know if like you feel the same way because right now I'm in a mode where I just want to give my attention to you and I I would rather say to people, no, I'm, I'm seeing somebody. How do you feel about it? It's a loving, compassionate way to bring it up. It's also there's a little, there's some, there's some stuff going on there too because even though it's, it's honest, right? There will be other people asking you out and yeah. you don't know what to tell them. Yeah. But you're also introducing an element of like, I, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. Right. Um, so that is, and I, I always say to people, be kind in your tone, but ruthless in your actions. Be kind in your tone, but ruthless in your actions. Kind in your tone is I'm going to be loving and compassionate. I'm not going to compromise how great I am and the beautiful energy that I have by having like, a diff, like a, an angry conversation with you about this. I'm going to be super kind and loving and I care about you too. So I'm going to, I want the best for you too. But I know that I'm going to be, if you tell me that we're not on the same page, then I'm going to be ruthless in my response to that. Not in my tone, but in my response, which is to find a path that's better for me. 
and to not indulge something that is making me unhappy or not worthy of my time. Yeah. Actually, to me, I realized in my relationship, it's worse for me to wonder mm-hmm. than to ask and actually get the truth. And the reason being is that at least even if the truth stings more, I can do something about it yeah. or choose to not do something about it. But at least I know. The wondering to me is there's no end in sight. There is no release valve. So I'm such an advocate for asking the hard questions. So much to the point that me and my husband wrote, I think it's a list of like 20 questions and it's order of ease. So towards the bottom, it gets very wow. hard to ask each other the questions. And if anyone's watching one, they can click on the link below. I'm sure we'll put the link in. Um, but like the second to last question, maybe the last question is, what did you want in a partner that I don't have? And another question wow. is, what did I, because me and my husband have been together for a such long time. Such a brave so, question. Such a brave question. And then the other question, because we've been together for a long time, it was, what was I, did I used to do for you, but don't do for you now that you wish I did? Wow. What a powerful question. You have to go in with just emotionally sober, right? That's an amazing question. I love that question. Thank That's an amazing you. question. And we answered it honestly. And his answer was, I used to take care of him. I was a housewife for eight years and, you know, before I was in business. And I used to put his clothes out for him every day and I used to make him food every day. And he was like, yeah, I really loved that. He's like, I understand why you don't do it. So he's not saying you should do this now. But he's like, you've asked me the honest question. Mm. What do I wish I still had? It was that you would take care of me like you used to. And so it didn't mean I had to act on it. Sort of pushing back or making him feel badly about it or feeling badly about it. Mm. I recognize it's a choice I've made. So I've made to not, I've made the choice to not do that. I've made the choice to be into business. But actually, if that's something that's really important to him, is there a, a wiggle room for me? Is there something that I'm just not seeing here? So now what I do is every weekend, I cook him his favorite meals. That's lovely. Wow. And so now I've heard the answer. I'm not going to do it. Like I didn't go, oh, okay, well, in that case, babe, I'm going to quit everything and just go back to what I used to be. But I heard him. But it gives you, you know, without returning to that lifestyle and that dynamic, it also does give you a tool. It gives you a superpower. Because knowing that that has a profound effect when it's done is like now you could turn on that superpower at any time if you wanted to on your terms. You, but. It's to know what someone's buttons are, to know what our partners, like those attraction switches are, or to know what those love switches are, is really, really powerful. Yeah. And the answer is the hard question. The the uncomfortable conversation lasts an hour, maybe five minutes. The knowledge, the answer you have for the rest of your relationship. Mm Mm-hmm.